pray you've had a good day and, and uh, the Lord's been with you every step of the way. Uh, you guys ready to go after the Lord and worship Him together tonight? Hey, amen. That thunderous response. We're ready to go. Amen. Why don't we stand together tonight? We want to pray. Welcome the Lord here. He's so good, guys. He's so faithful. And He's so worthy of our praise tonight. Let us just pray together. Father, we love you again tonight. We thank you and we praise you. Lord, you're so faithful and true and good to us. Uh, we would just ask you, Lord God, to come and just flood this place tonight. God, have your way. Uh, we pray for your word to go forth in such a way that it challenges us, it encourages us. Uh, Lord God, that it, that it changes our hearts and our lives toward you. Uh, Father, we pray tonight that you leave nothing out in this service that you want to do. Receive our worship tonight, Lord, and may it honor you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship together. Give me life. You give. 
strength yes. to stand in the fight. And now I can live, live what I see, showing the world how to worship the King.
Lift up your life. Come on, let's just begin to love on Him and honor Him and bless His name. Father, You're so precious to us tonight, oh God. You're so worthy. God, all the obstacles of life are not enough to keep us from giving You praise. God, the bad things that come our way, Lord, they're not enough to stop us from singing Your glory. God, You're precious. You're, you're so worthy. You're so worthy, Lord. God, I thank you tonight for the help, the hope, the strength, the encouragement we find in you. Lord, we thank you that you give us the strength and the courage to live in the hour of the day that we're living in. God, we bless your name tonight. We honor your name tonight. You're so good. You're so, so good, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessing under your name, Lord. Thank the Lord. Isn't he worthy of our praise tonight, church? Amen. Come on, give him a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. It's good to see you guys tonight. Thank you for being out. Thank you for being here on, on this beautiful Wednesday. The Lord's blessed us with another beautiful day, and we thank Him and give Him praise for that. A uh, few announcements as we get started tonight, just a few things to be reminded of. Uh, men, let me remind you, our men's uh, breakfast uh, fellowship's coming up this coming su- Saturday morning. I'll be at 8.30 back in the fellowship hall. 
uh, all the guys are encouraged to come, and there's always a, a, good, a good meal that we share together and always a good uh, word of devotion that's shared. And uh, so we encourage you to come out and be a part of that. Um, at 11.30 that same day, this coming Saturday, we're going to be having our Easter egg hunt. Um, I think we, we put together about 500 uh, little mini flyers that will go home in Thursday folders with all the, uh, the elementary uh, students at Lone Grove. And uh, so we're praying for, for our back um, pasture to be just packed out with students and uh, just believing for a great turnout. And uh, there's still some flyers on the information booth. If you guys have a place, you could take one of those too and maybe uh, hand it to someone, invite them to come to the Easter egg hunt. We would love that. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And so we want you to come. Uh, and then, of course, we're very excited about our Easter Sunday morning services. Uh, we're going to be having an 815 service. Uh, we'll break and do Sunday school. Uh, and then we're going to be doing a 1030 service. And so we want you to, uh, to pick which one of those services will work best for you. Uh, and to come and be a part of that. Um, I've had a lot of people, we've, we've put it out on Facebook, and I, I boosted that post uh, so that it would go to several. And uh, a lot of people that don't normally attend our church have been making contact with me uh, via Facebook and, and uh, saying that they will, they'll be here uh, for that early morning service. And so I'm very, very excited, you guys, uh, believing for a great harvest of souls that day. And uh, just excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Uh, of course, we won't be having uh, Sunday night service that night. And so we encourage you to spend time with your family and just love on them. Uh, ladies, um, on Tuesday night, the 19th, uh, Heart to Heart will be meeting at 630 back in the Fellowship Hall. Encourage everybody to come and uh, all the ladies to be a part of that. A lot of things going on. Uh, that's, that's pretty much uh, getting close to wrapping us up for April. May is a very busy month. I worked on the bulletin uh, this afternoon, and we've got a lot of things going on in May. Uh, one of the things that I want to kind of uh, let trickle out of the bucket, just so that you guys can kind of uh, be spreading the word and getting excited about it. I've had a few people uh, in recent days saying, Pastor, do you remember when we used to do parking lot services? I think we ought to do a parking lot service again, just for nostalgic times. My, my response to that is, there was a whole lot of setup and teardown that nobody else saw except those setting up and tearing it down. And, uh, and I'm all about doing an outside service. And uh, the, the really cool thing is the Lord has blessed us with this beautiful pavilion. And uh, so we're going to, uh, we're planning on right now uh, the night of Mother's Day. We're going to be doing an outside, outdoor service under the pavilion that night uh, at 6 o'clock. Now, I know some of you are looking at me with a confused look. Most of the time uh, in years past, for the, for the entire time I've been your pastor, Mother's Day has always been the same day that the schools do baccalaureate service. And uh, we always dismiss our services so people can go and be at baccalaureate with their students. Well, this year, it's not actually Mother's Day. It's the next weekend. It's the 15th. And so we will be dismissing that night so people can go. Uh, but Mother's Day, uh, I know it's, it's time to spend time with mom, but bring her back and we'll have church under the pavilion that night. We'll hear the bullfrogs croaking and, and uh, worship the Lord in the open air. And uh, so you guys come and be a part of that. It'll be a lot of fun, you guys. I'm really excited about that. A lot of cool stuff going on. Graduation night's coming up May the 1st. And, and I know I'm way ahead in the bulletin, but it's all fresh in my brain because, like I said, I worked on that today. And uh, so anyway, we, we want you to all be involved and, and be a part of the stuff that's happening. 
uh, stuff going on, praise reports. Of course, our church-wide breakfast was uh, just a week or so ago. That was a great, uh, great turnout, good Good food. I appreciate the hands uh, that prepared it, the men who, who served, and it was just a good day in the Lord. Uh, prayer requests tonight. Let's continue to be praying for our nation. Uh, so much silliness going on right now. Uh, I was thrilled to see that they had caught uh, the, the suspect uh, in the, the subway shooting there in New York City. Uh, they caught him late this afternoon, and so we're, we're, we're glad about that. Uh, we understand that there were some victims that were involved uh, they're in the subway that were shot, and so, but everybody is expected to make a full recovery, and so uh, we thank the Lord for that. Pray for our nation, guys. Our, our, our nation needs the, the prayers of its people so desperately bad. Uh, Brother Ronnie Burns, got to go see him Monday night, visit with him, and uh, he's just as ornery as he possibly can be. And uh, so I know he's on the mend if he's being ornery. And uh, I think he had... Uh, Julie reminded me he had like one more deal of antibiotics and I think that was today uh, that he had to go in and, and do that and they were going to take the pick line out and all that kind of good stuff and so he's recovering, he's doing better and he said if, they, if he felt like it they would try to be here this weekend and so be praying for Brother Ronnie and uh, of course Brother Curtis, we're praying for you every day uh, for the doctors to know exactly what's going on and, and uh, just to be with you every step of the way. We've added uh, Dana Benson and Debbie Butler to our uh, prayer list. Lift them up in prayer. Uh, James Curran still lifting him up. Also, Grandma Betty. We, we haven't made it public, but uh, Grandma Betty needs our prayers. Uh, we're just lifting her up. She's going through some testing right now, and uh, we're just going to believe everything to be okay and uh, everything, her to have no pain whatsoever. Uh, Miss LaDonna, uh, her mother went in for surgery yesterday and uh, spoke with uh, LaDonna back and forth a little bit yesterday via text message and uh, her mother was doing well. I spoke to uh, Gerald's tonight right before service and uh, said that uh, she, she had an allergic reaction to one of the medications that they had given her so she was going to have to stay an extra night in the hospital. And uh, so remember Betty Welch as you pray uh, tonight and just hold her up to the Lord. A lot of stuff, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, I'm sure there's something, oh thank you Lord. Uh, Brother Charles Burnham, uh, of course I sent out the, the prayer chain this morning. Uh, he was going just through some severe abdominal pain. Uh, they took him to Oklahoma City to get him checked out and um, sent, him, sent him back home. He is home tonight resting. Uh, he is in his own bed. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the prognosis was. They just gave him some pain medication to kind of uh, settle, settle the pain that was going on. And so remember Charles tonight also as you pray and uh, lift him up to the Lord um, anything else? I, I'm sure I've forgotten something. I've overlooked something. Uh, but somebody remind me. What about you? Any prayer requests? Anything that I can uh, add to our prayer list tonight? Anything I can agree with you about tonight? Miss Kim? Uh, Katie and BJ might be going through a transition. So y'all just pray that God open the doors to be open and shut the doors to be shut. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow is a big day for that. All right. Praying for Katie and BJ. Anything else tonight? Let's remember uh, Miss Marlowe's sister, Debbie. Yeah. Uh, she's been on our prayer list for quite some time, but uh, there's just some stuff going on right now. Of course, she's, she's in a nursing facility, um, but there's, there's some other behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on, and she really just needs uh, the Lord's intervention. And so hold her up to the Lord, please, if you wouldn't mind. We serve a good and faithful God. Yes. Uh, we serve a God who loves us and who cares about us and 
is able to take care of our every need. And so that's, that's the reason why we do what we do on these Wednesday nights. And we go over this prayer list and we share these things and, and we get updates and praise reports and, and uh, just kind of keep us all informed so we know how to pray. And I believe it's important to, to lift these needs up to the Lord. That's the reason I, I make sure there's prayer lists that are out there every week for people to take home with them, to pray over. And uh, we're just going to, we're believing God for miracles. I, I love to move those names over to the praise report side. And so uh, let's pray and believe that way that they'll go um, to, to the healing side. Why don't we stand together tonight, take these needs and these names to the Lord. Why don't we pray? Father... We love you tonight in this place. We thank you, God, again for the opportunity to, to be your sons and your daughters. We thank you, Lord, that you blessed us to, to be your children. Uh, God, called by your name. Uh, Father, we would pray tonight around this room for every need and every name here upon this list. Uh, I pray for Sister Betty tonight. God, I just ask that you touch her. God, remove any pain uh, that she may be suffering with. I, I just pray, God, for the doctors to have wisdom and understanding what's going on with her body and in her body. I pray for Charles tonight, God, touch him and heal him as only you're able to. Uh, God, I pray for Betty Welch tonight, God. I ask you, Lord, to, to intervene just to, to cause any allergic reaction to be removed from this medication. And, Lord, that you would just touch her body and heal her as only you're able to. God, I pray over all these needs and all these names. I, I pray for Brother Ronnie tonight, lift him up, God. For, for Brother Curtis, God, I speak complete healing. Uh, God, all these needs and all these names, Lord, upon this prayer list, God, I, I just would pray that you'd intervene. I pray, God, that you would step forward and, and God, that you'd do a mighty, miraculous work of, of intervention and healing on behalf of, of your children, your people. God, I thank you for every set of ears and every heart in this room. Bless them, God. Heal them, Lord. Any needs that may arise in their lives, God, I pray that you intervene right now. And God, you be glorified because of all of it. God, we, we thank you tonight, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' perfect name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord another hand clap, if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank the Lord. God bless you tonight as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm trying something different. I got me a fan. I told you all Sunday I was going to get me a fan and put it right there. And so if my hair's blowing, it's not because I'm preaching good. It's just there's not a whole lot up there, so it gets to flying around, you know. So Anyway, if my, paper, if my, my sermon papers go to flying around, you'll notice what's going on. We serve a good God, church. I love Him. I praise Him. I'm ready to dig into His Word tonight. I know you are as well. And uh, so let's worship Him one more time right there where you're seated. Will you join me and open your voice and give God praise? Lord, again, we come before you just rejoicing. God, we come tonight thanking you for, for your blessing and your favor. We thank you, God, for who you are. Uh, we thank you for your holiness, your righteousness, your purity. God, we thank you for the example that you set for us to follow. And we thank you, God, that you're truly worthy of our worship tonight. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We bless your holy name. You're good, Lord. You're good, Lord. You're good, Lord. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We love him tonight. Amen. amen. How many believe our God tonight is worthy of all the praise? Yeah. Come on, that's the foundational statement right now for this word. God is worthy of all the praise. God is worthy of all the glory. Come on, God is worthy of all the honor. God is worthy of all the worship. I, I, I confess to you tonight, I believe in a man named Jesus. How about you? I, I believe that he uh, came to this old earth that he created. I believe that he lived a life that was without sin. I believe that he did many miracles and signs and wonders while he ministered here on planet earth. 
Uh, I believe that uh, he went to a place called Mount Calvary. I, I stand before you tonight of an eyewitness of a, a place called Golgotha, a place of the skull. I've, I've seen it. I've gazed upon the place of the cross. I stand before you tonight as an eyewitness of an empty tomb. I stuck my head in the door. I looked to the place where they laid my Savior. And I stand as an eyewitness tonight to tell you, He ain't there. There's not any bones. There's not any dust where He used to be. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit was poured out. Today He's preparing a place for us. And soon and very soon, He's coming to take us away. That where He is, there we may be also. I believe that He saved my soul. I believe that He healed my body. I believe that He filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost from up on high. I believe that He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I believe He is the bright and morning star. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Lamb of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the gate, the bread of life, the wonderful counselor, the living water. He is the good shepherd and church above it all. He deserves the glory and the honor and the praise and all of the worship our God deserves it all tonight uh, one of the biggest debates that's been going on in the church realm from the beginning of the time of the church realm one of the oldest debates that's been going on from the time of the church realm and continues to go on from the time of the church realm is about the worship of our God there's so many today who have such a, a mixed up convoluted idea about what worship is genuinely all about if you go back to the, to the very first murder that was ever recorded in the Word of God, what you'll find is that it happened between two brothers named Cain and Abel, and the subject of the murder was over the form of worship that was offered. One got mad because of the, the, the worship that was offered by the other. Uh, and I submit to you tonight that sadly uh, the debate still goes on in the world we live today and brothers and sisters in Christ are still killing one another over the form of worship that's being lifted up onto God. Uh, there's still a lot of different opinion when it comes to the act or to the form of worship. And the reality is this tonight, church. As long as man tries to put in his two pennies... Anybody got two pennies? As long as man tries to put in his two cents worth about what worship ought to be, as long as man has to, to, to put in his ideology, as long as man tries to put in his spin on the topic of worship, how many understand there's always going to be a lot of confusion and there's always going to be a lot of debate on the topic of worship? I believe that what God has called His people to do is not to do what we think is the best form of worship, but to do what He desires from us, and that is to bring forth a true form of worship before our God. And so tonight, from the Word of the Lord, what I want to focus on tonight is, is exactly that. I believe God is calling His people to a place of true worship. Find your Bibles, if you would, please. We're going to the book of John, chapter 4. I want to talk to you tonight about true worship. Oh, here the preacher goes. He's going to tell us how to do it. No, friend, I ain't going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you to do it. John chapter 4, beginning in, in, in verse 19, the word of the Lord says this. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews uh, say that Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, but we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. 
But the hour is coming and is now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such as to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Let's pray together tonight. Father, again we thank You for Your Word. Lord, I thank You for the opportunity to minister Your Word. God, it's never something that I take lightly or flippantly. This is very important time that we share together tonight. We're opening your word. We're gleaning from your word. We're growing from your word. And so, God, this is an important time that we share in your house. God, Wednesday nights are just as important as a Sunday morning. And, God, we, we work just as hard. We pray just as hard. We, we want to glean just as much from your word. God, have your way in this meeting time tonight. God, leave nothing out that you wish to do. And God, it's all for your glory. God, it's all for your praise. Lord, may we offer up true worship before you tonight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give him one more hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. I submit to you tonight that our God is, is worthy of all the praise and he's worthy of all the worship. And I'd submit to you tonight that he's the only one worthy of all the praise and worthy of all the worship. Psalms 95 and 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. I mean, oh, he's the maker of heaven and earth. And he's the maker of all that's in them. That includes you and I. Let us bow down. Let us praise. Let us worship our Maker. How many understand that I, I, I would just believe with all my heart that everybody in this room gathered together tonight has a strong desire to worship the Lord. Amen. If you didn't have a desire to worship the Lord, I don't believe you'd be here tonight. We, we don't come to a Wednesday night service out of ritual, rut, and routine. We come because we hung, we're hungry for the Lord. We want more of what God has for us. That's the reason we show up. Uh, and, and I believe that, that if we hunger and we thirst after Him, I believe we'll be satisfied with Him. Amen. One of the things that I've learned from my time of, of serving as a deacon many years ago and then serving as a staff member of, of a church there in Tahlequah many years ago and then serving as a pastor in many different capacities and, and many different areas is that for whatever reason, we as children of God, we as brothers and sisters in Christ sometimes can, can have a hard time agreeing on anything. Are you here tonight? Now, I know even as sweet as we are here at Long Grove Assembly of God, that that might not be comprehensible. Uh, you might not even understand or say, Pastor, how could you even say that there's times when we can't agree on anything? Well, even as sweet as we are here at Long Grove, we might occasionally have moments where we may or may not agree on everything. <laughs> In my time as a Christian, I've heard debates on everything from the color of the carpet to the temperature of the room. And what we find is this. If we've got a hundred people gathered in a service, you're going to have a hundred different opinions about what ought to be going on in that service. The fact is, it's the same story when it comes to worship. We all have our own ideas. We all have our thoughts. I'm quite certain tonight that if we were to take the time and go around this room and ask everybody in this room tonight, what does true worship mean to you? What's your opinion of what true worship looks like? What's your opinion about what true worship is? I believe if we ask every individual in this room, for as many people as there are here tonight, we'd have a different answer from everyone that's in this room. Because the truth is, to all of us, true worship could have a different meaning. 
We all see things from our own perspective. We all have our own point of view. Thank God we're all not all robots. Amen? But, but the reality is, even though we may have our own opinion, and even though we may have our own perspective, the truth of the matter is, the Word of God is unchanging. The Word of God is unfailing. And the Word of God doesn't differ just because my opinion may be different than what the Word of God says. The Word of God is the ultimate conclusion on any debate. If the Word of God says it, then friend, that's the, that's the end of the conversation. That's the end of the story right there. What we need more than our own opinion or what we need more of than the opinion of some man is we need the opinion of God as to what He considers true worship to be. Not you and I. Here's the reality that I want to punch in and home tonight, and that is this. Worship has absolutely nothing to do with me and you. Worship has absolutely... We are the participants. We're the givers. God is the consumer of our worship. We're the ones giving our worship away. We're the ones offering our worship. It has nothing to do with our feelings. It has nothing to do with our thoughts. It has nothing to do with our desires. It's all about Him. It's not about us. Now, how many will agree with that tonight? Here in our text tonight, we see Jesus entering into this conversation with, with the woman we know as the woman at the well. Uh, his intention was to minister life into her. His, his intention was to, to build her up, to encourage her, to strengthen her, to talk to her about life. But, but what we see is that she quickly changed the subject and, and went from talking about all of her past and all the things that were going on to talking about the subject of worship. She wanted to talk about the location of worship. Was it supposed to happen on a mountain or was it supposed to happen in Jerusalem? And oh, my, my King Jesus, good Jesus, in, in classic Jesus fashion, cuts straight to the heart of the matter. He cuts through the debate and he tells the woman, listen, lady, it's not about the location. It's not whether it happens on a mountain. It doesn't matter if it happens in Jerusalem. What it cuts down to, the heart of the matter is, God's looking for true worshipers. He doesn't care where you do it at. Jesus basically tells this woman, it's about the attitude of your heart and your mind. It's all about your heart and your mind and the attitude with which you approach worship. Church, I want you to understand tonight, worship has nothing to do with location. And I made this mention just a few moments ago, here in a few weeks on a Sunday evening, we're going together, together, down uh, south of the church, down by the youth building, by the pavilion, under the pavilion, and we're going to have church service. And what's that mean, Pastor? We're going to have praise and worship. We're going to preach the Word of God. We're going to have a time in the altars. We're going to believe God to show up, and we're going to believe God to show up. And, and listen, friend, it doesn't have to happen here in this room. This is not the only place that God will come and inhabit our praises. We can worship God just as surely down under that pavilion as we can here in this room together tonight. Oh, Pastor, the air conditioning is not working down there. Well, it might be that night. You never can tell. We live in Oklahoma. It could be snowing that night for all you know on May the 8th. Our worship has nothing to do with location. Think with me. If the only place our students, if the only place our children or our youth could worship was at youth camp or at kids camp, what a heartbreak that would be, right? But i got to tell you, those kids are down there tonight going after God just as strong tonight as they would as if they were at youth camp. Uh, when, they, when they go to youth camp and, and the worship begins and the, the worship band comes to the front and they pick up their instruments and they begin to worship. I, I've been there several, several times. 
And there can be anywhere from six to 900 kids at any given camp. And, and when that first chord of music is began to play, all of those students want to rush to the front and they want to fill those altars. And that's where all those kids go down front to worship God. And even the little kids at kids camp, they like to go down front to worship God. Listen, you can worship God in the altars or you can worship God in your pew. You can worship God in this building or you can worship God out underneath that pavilion. Listen, worship has absolutely nothing to do with our location. Worship is not about how high you jump or how loud you are. Worship has nothing to do with how quiet you are or how you sit so dignified. Worship has nothing to do with our outward form. It's about our heart. It's about our attitude. It's about our mind. It's about the things that are, are built up inside of us and who our worship is directed towards. If we try to make it about anything other uh, than the Lord, then friend, we've missed the boat altogether. I submit it's not about style, it's not about sound, it's not about volume, it's about being a true worshiper of God. And Jesus teaches us that that involves the attitude of the heart and the mind. I submit to you tonight that God is calling His church to a place of true worship. So what is it? What, what does true worship look like? Well, the very first thing I see tonight that, that true worship is, is, is this. True worship is... Worship in the Spirit. How many understand we need to worship in the Spirit? Look at verse 23. Verse 23 says, But the hour is coming and is now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Thank God for the good gift of the Holy Ghost. How many are glad to have the Holy Ghost and not ashamed tonight? Thank God. The Word teaches us that when we become children of God, that the Holy Spirit of Almighty God comes and takes up residence alive inside of us. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It's the Spirit of God that speaks to the Spirit of man inside of us and says, you are my son, you are my daughter, you're my child. And it's the Spirit of God that comes and lives alive inside of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? We are the indwelled place of the Spirit of Almighty God. Jesus in John 14 and 17 says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He will dwell with you and will be in you. Come on, what's the Holy Ghost do? He dwells in me and He's with me. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. How many would confess tonight that the Holy Spirit is alive inside of you, friend? One of the things that, that I speak about on a regular basis as your pastor is this. I believe that as a church and as an individual, we should be Spirit-filled and we should be Spirit-led. We should be Spirit-filled and we should be Spirit-led. That means we're filled up to the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. That Spirit-filled part happens at salvation and the baptism, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God is the overflow of that Spirit that has filled us up at salvation. But the Spirit-led part should have an effect on every part of our lives every day. 
To be spirit-filled, that happens when we get saved. But to be spirit-led, that's a choice that we make every day of our lives. Am I going to follow my flesh? Am I going to follow myself? Or am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, guide me, and direct me? I believe we should allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead us in everything we do. How many think we need the Holy Spirit of God to help us in our decision-making process? I want the Holy Ghost to help me before I ever think about making a big purchase. I want the Holy Ghost to tell me, is that car that I just sat down in a lemon or is it a good one? Come on. I I want the Holy Spirit to tell me before I ever think about buying a house. Uh, Are there termites under the floorboards or is this a good house, Lord? See, if you're receptive, if you're open to the Holy Spirit of God, He'll lead you in those things if you'll allow Him to. We should be open enough and have a sense enough to the Holy Spirit that if the Holy Spirit says no, then we say no. But if the Holy Spirit says yes, then we say, Lord, let's go. Let's, let's see how far you want us to go in this thing. The Holy Spirit will lead us in all that we do if we'll allow Him to. And friend, I submit to you tonight, that includes our worship. The, the worship that we lift up to the Lord should be inspired by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Yes, collectively, yes, corporately as a church, but individually as well, the worship we lift up should be a flow of the Holy Spirit that's alive inside of us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the Bible says this. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we don't know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Listen, I believe that same principle can be said about our time of worship. You may not always understand what you're worshiping about. You may have had the worst day that you've had in a long time. You may have got an awful doctor's report. Bad things could have came your way. Bad news could have approached you. Anything could have gone wrong throughout your day. And you don't know how in the world you're going to worship. But if you're led of the Holy Spirit of God, there's always a Holy Spirit inside of you to lead you into worshiping God. You may not always have the right words to speak. You might not always have the right words to worship with. But if you're led of the Spirit, then friend, I've got to tell you, the Holy Spirit will flow right through you and the worship won't be yours, but it'll be the Spirit of God flowing through you. How many understand? We can pray in the Holy Ghost, right? The Bible says we can pray in the Spirit and that we can sing in the Spirit. I don't know if, if you ever hear it sometimes as we're worshiping, but, but, but you can hear uh, throughout the room. I, I know there's a few in this room that, that as they worship the Lord, the, the words may be on the screen behind them, but those words go away, and the worship that's flowing out of them is pure Holy Spirit worship. They're praying in the Holy Ghost as they're, as they're praying and as they're, they're singing their song unto God. Friend, that's a form of spiritual worship. We pray in the Spirit. We sing in the Spirit. We worship God in the Spirit of God. The Lord says that, that worship should be done in the Spirit and in a relationship with Him that's led by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. So what is true worship? True worship is worship in the Spirit. Another thing I believe true worship is tonight, and that is, I believe it's worship in truth. Look at verse 23 one more time. Verse 23 again says, But the hour is coming, and it's now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Thank God for the truth tonight. How many are glad that you can know the truth, and the truth will set you free? 
One of the things that I remind us of on a regular basis here uh, at our church family is this, is that truth is hard to come by in the old world today. How many of you know that truth is very uncommon in our society right now? Just because it was said on the television set doesn't make it true. How many understand that? Depends on which news channel you're watching, right? What's truth on this news channel might not necessarily be truth on this news channel, and it certainly isn't truth on that news channel. What we hear on the television set isn't necessarily true today, church. And just because it was said by a politician does not make it the truth. Boy, I really thought I'd get a better amen than that. Read my lips. No new taxes. Right. And then tax, and then tax, and then tax, and then tax, and then tax. Just because a politician tells me it's true doesn't mean it's true. Just because it's written on Facebook doesn't make it true. In fact, most of the time if something's true, then Facebook wants to edit it and knock it off, right? Just because it's on the television, just because a politician said it, just because it's on Facebook doesn't make it true. And friend, just because that's the way it's always been doesn't make it true. Well, we've always done it that way. Well, that must be the way it is. Just because we've always done it that way, maybe we've always done it wrong, friend. The only source that I know of that is always true, has always been true, and will always be true is the truth of the Word of Almighty God. This is unfailing. This is unchanging. The truth of this word has no agenda. That truth of that word don't care who you are. It doesn't care what color your skin is. It doesn't care what your economic status is. It doesn't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent or a Libertarian. It doesn't matter who you are or what your background is. The truth of the Word of God is the truth, is the truth, is the truth. All the time, it's the truth. It's just the truth. So I believe tonight that if we're going to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, then it must be done in light or revelation of the Word of Almighty God. When we worship God, it must come because the Word of God has enlightened us as to the holiness and the righteousness of God. The revelation of the Word of God. Church, if it's not in the Word of God, then we don't need it in our worship. I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way now. We need to be really careful about the words that we speak when we worship our God. And we need to be really careful about the songs that we sing occasionally uh, on the radio uh, about the worship of our God. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes the words that flow out of our mouth have no identification with who God really is. And sometimes the words that are lifted up through music that we think are worship songs have nothing to do with the reality of who God really is. If it doesn't line up with this word, then we don't need it in our worship. It's one of the things I love about our worship pastor. Many of the songs, and in fact most of the majority of the songs that we sing as a form of worship around this church are taken directly from the word of Almighty God. One of those that comes to my song, uh, my, my mind immediately is that Revelation song we sing all the time. It's taken directly out of the Word of the Lord. That's true worship. When we sing the Word of God, we're lifting up true worship unto our Savior and unto our King. 
Again, I'm not talking about a style of worship. I'm talking about the act of worship, the attitude of our heart and the attitude of our mind. The very words that come out of our mouth are the act of worship, and they must be seen in light and revelation of the Word of God or by revelation of the Holy Spirit. How many know the Word of God and the Holy Spirit are always going to agree? The Holy Spirit and the Word of God will never contradict one another. The Holy Spirit will never take you one way and the Word of God take you another way. They're always going to agree. If there's conflict between the Spirit of God and the Word of God, then the Spirit that you've received Word from is not the Spirit of God. Come on. They're always going to agree. And so when we begin to think about bringing revelation into our worship, the, the thought comes to me, to, takes me back to a story in the book of Matthew chapter 16. Verses 13 through 17, the Bible says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they answered and said, Some say John the Baptist and some Elijah. Others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, now let's wrap our minds around that just for a second. Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Who, who do people talk about the Son of Man? Who do they declare that I am? And some said, well, they, they say you're one of the prophets or, or Jeremiah or you know, just a great teacher. There's, there's a lot of opinions out there about who you are, Jesus. And Jesus said, okay, but who do you say that I am? And oh, oh, big mouth, impetuous Peter steps to the forefront and he said, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God, you're the Messiah, I know who you are. Right. You know, Jesus didn't rebuke him. Nope. Jesus didn't say, hey, hey, Peter, calm down. He didn't say, hey, Peter, you're out of line, just, just chill out for a minute. No, he said, Simon, uh, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my father who was in heaven revealed that to you. Listen, the Holy Spirit revealed to Peter who Jesus genuinely was. Come on. He said his father did. I don't believe Father God spoke directly into Peter's ear. It was the unction of the Holy Spirit that brought revelation knowledge. Friend, I believe that there's revelation knowledge that still comes into our heart via the Holy Spirit of Almighty God and the Word of Almighty God. So I've got a question for you guys tonight. Who do you say that he is? No, not the Hollywood version of who he is. No, not the, not the TV version of who he is. But, but who do you personally say he is? Well, I submit to you tonight that he is Savior of my soul. He is healer of my body. He is baptizer of my spirit. He's all these things and more. He is my God. He's my king. He's my very best friend. He is the bread of, of, of life. He is the light of salvation. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And when we worship Him, we get revelation from His Word. And we can worship Him in all these forms because that's who He is to us personally. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in our life. For He's all those things to us and more. What is true worship? Well, true worship is what happens in spirit and in truth. And one more thing that I believe true worship is, and that is, it's a worship that is desired. Look with me at verse 23. I like this part. Verse 23 says, But the hour is coming and is now. 
when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. What an awesome and humbling thought. What an awesome and humbling thought. God's looking for you. Do you hear me tonight? God's looking for you. The Father of creation. The God who hung the stars and the moon and all the planets. The God who knows the numbers of the grains of sand on the seashore. He's looking for your worship tonight, friend. He's seeking after us. He desires those who will worship Him in spirit and truth. He desires worshipers to to approach Him. Yes, I'm going to make this statement. I believe you and I were created to worship the Lord. God doesn't depend upon our worship, but I was created to be a worshiper of my God. He deserves my very best. And He's looking out for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for those who will allow the Holy Spirit to lead their worship and those who will worship Him in light of the truth of the Word of Almighty God. I believe that your worship captures the attention of God. Psalms 22 and verse 3 says, Thou, O Lord, inhabits the praises of Israel. In other words, uh, there's a song we sing, He's walking on top of our praise, right? God inhabits our praises. I believe that as our, our worship goes up, as we begin to praise our God, He comes and moves in our midst. He comes and inhabits our praises. We need Him to come and inhabit our praises. He's looking for a worshiping place where he can go and mingle with them. He wants to come and inhabit. I believe his desire is for us to worship him. Again, I believe we were created to worship him. If we were not created to worship him, he wouldn't be looking for our worship. If the only thing that was created to worship him were the angels, then the worship that goes on in heaven would be enough. But he doesn't just pause with the worship that takes place from the cherubim and the seraphim. He's looking for your and I worship as well. A true worship brings pleasure unto God. Don't you like to make your Abba Daddy smile? He desires our worship. I believe true worship is when we we give ourselves completely to God, holding nothing back. Romans 12 and 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, uh, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Again, it has nothing to do with the form of worship. Whether we jump up and down, whether we dance, whether we shout, whether we cry, or whether we're very stoic and quiet. It's not about the form of worship, but the act of worship. True worship is led by the Spirit based on biblical truth, and it holds absolutely nothing back. God, I'm going to worship you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, and with all of my strength. God, I ain't putting anything on reserve. I walked out of here this last Sunday morning after the service we had. You know there were 130 people in this room last Sunday morning. Thank God there was, oh, we had a good crowd. The Holy Spirit came. The Word of God was flowing. The preaching went easy. I I watched a young lady. She was a first-time visitor. And I watched this little girl. The entire service, she sat there and tears were just streaming down her face because the Lord was in this room. The Spirit of God was stirring. The Spirit of God was moving. I walked out, I got in a pickup truck to go home, and I looked at Vaughn and I went, whew, I left it all on the field, honey. I preached just as absolutely hard as I could preach. I gave it everything I had. I didn't hold nothing back. I've got to tell you, church, I think that's the way our worship ought to be as well.
I think our worship ought to be given everything we got. Now, uh, how much can you give versus how much somebody else can give? We're all individuals. We're all different. And what, what you think is your all is, is your opinion of what your all is. And if you're giving your all, then praise God. But friend, I'm telling you, God deserves everything we've got and holding nothing back. I believe that, that we're all created to worship Him. Psalm 66 and 4. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Listen, we're a part of the creation of God. And so if all the earth shall praise Him, if all creation shall sing His praises, and we're a part of that creation, then how many know we're created to sing His praises as well, right? And I believe this as well. If we don't praise Him, the rocks are going to cry out. Jesus said in Luke 19 and 40, I tell you, that if one of these should keep silent, the stones will immediately cry out. Listen, he didn't go to the cross and bleed and die for a bunch of rocks. He didn't get up on the third day for a bunch of rocks. He did that for you and he did that for me. His blood was shed, his back was whipped, his, his head was, was crushed with a crown of thorns, all for you and I. Friend, he deserves the glory, he deserves the honor, and he desires for us to lift up that kind of worship unto him. The Father desires our worship. He's calling His church to, to worship in spirit and truth, in revelation and in reality of the Word of God. That's true worship. The fact tonight is this, church, that, that there's this debate that's been going on for many, many years. But the debate ends tonight. It's not about location. It's not about the pew or the altar. It's not about style. It's not about tradition or traditional or contemporary. It's not about the sound. It's not about too loud or too quiet. It's all about true worship. The attitude of the heart and the mind. What is true worship? It worships the Lord in spirit. It's led of the Spirit of God giving Him everything we've got to what is true worship? It worships in truth. The true revelation of the Word of God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit of God as to who He is to you personally. And friend, never forget, that's the kind of worship that He desires. He's looking for your worship. He wants you to worship Him. Can, I always have this probably silly way of looking at things and many people's opinion, I'm sure. But I, I can see in my mind's eye, in my heart, in my spirit, as a worship time begins, whether a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night, or, or driving down the back road on Tuesday afternoon, and you've got the radio turned on to a worship station. And, and, and the Holy Spirit begins to, to move and stir in your heart. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When worship, when true worship begins to break out, and the Holy Spirit's going... Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty good. Have you, have you ever had the hair stand up straight on your arms? Oh, yeah. Ladies, have you ever had the hair stand up straight on your legs? No. I was... <laughs> Holy Spirit just thick. And, and you can experience that. You can experience that off down in the, the back 40 of the woods. Yeah. You can experience that in the factory or in the gas patch, Brother Andy. Yeah. We can. We can experience that here in the altars. When He begins to stir and the Holy Spirit begins to pump on our heart and knock at our heartstring, and we're drawn to that time. I believe the Father goes, look, it's my kid. 
That's my son. That's my daughter. Look, they're, they're offering their worship up onto me. The Holy Spirit's leading them and listen to their words. Their words are founded upon my word. It's a revelation of my word of who I am. They've, they've read about me and they know me in their heart. They're worshiping me through the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and a relationship I have with them. And our Heavenly Father smiles from ear to ear. Man, I want to make my daddy smile. And I know you do too. Won't you stand with me tonight and let's pray. Father, I love you so much tonight. God, I thank you for every heart in this room. I thank you for every life represented. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us tonight. Lord, when I... When I started tonight, Lord, my mind was distracted. I had things that were stirring inside of me. But Holy Spirit, you have a way of settling us and bringing us to point and to task. And Lord, I thank you for that. I'll never take that for granted. Lord, if I live to be a thousand, I'll never take that for granted. God, I thank you for every life and home and family represented in this room tonight. Lord, you've called us all to be true worshipers. Lord, may we be worshipers in spirit and in truth. And God, may it make you smile. Have your way right now, Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name. Please, with head bowed and eyes closed. I always am going to give an altar call for salvation. I know it's Wednesday and it's home, folks, and I get all that. But There may be somebody watching at home, maybe on Facebook or something like that, that have never heard about Jesus. They don't know Him as Savior. And so, somebody can't get saved if they don't have an opportunity. That's why I do this. And so if you're here tonight or you're, you're there at home tonight and you need Jesus to become your Savior, it's as simple as believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and Him raised from the dead. If you're here in this room and you need Christ to save you, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you anywhere in this room. Pastor, that's me. Father, thank you. Thank you for being a soul saver, Lord. Thank you that your mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. And Lord, thank you that you're still doing it today. Church family, I want to encourage you tonight to, to spend some time in prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you, lead you and guide you in worship. Brother Rick's going to put us on some music, and, and I want you to just take all the time that you desire tonight. But let's, let's spend some time in prayer before we leave. God bless you tonight.